Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm Kofi Annan. And I am Anita Baker. This is The Read. Thank you for coming back. It is. And thank you for coming back as well to this. <laughs> the Read. We're, we are here. Correct. We are here. And I am once again holding my phone uh, like a news reporter. You're holding your Reporting mic. live. <laughs> <laughs> i just did an ad about phones i'm not like even i'm no you're fine <laughs> not under the influence of anything i'm so I'm just, sorry you're fine well yeah but like <sighs> yep it's great over here you guys all right, so Black Excellence this week, we're going uh, into a special theme, because I'm a sports analyst, and so we're going to talk about um, hockey. Oh, great. Yeah, you are that. Okay. And you know, for me, typically, when I would think of hockey for most of my life, I wouldn't think of Black. I wouldn't think of Black unless Correct. I was thinking of the color of the puck. Correct. Um, because I don't know many Afro-Americans that have anything to do with hockey. Um, but that is where younger, far less sports-educated me would be incorrect. Um, and the far more enlightened sport expert that I am today says, uh-uh, here we are with truth and facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in today's, um... Black Excellence, we're giving honor to Jason Payne, who's just been promoted from assistant coach to head coach of the Cincinnati Cyclones hockey team. This makes him the first Black head coach in professional hockey and the only Black coach in the league, only minority head coach in the league. Oh, wow. So this means that hockey's just about as white as you might have thought. But breaking that ceiling, that's it what is. we're doing. Yeah. Mr. Jason Payne has been working in professional hockey for over 14 seasons. He even played uh, hockey himself. Did you know that Cincinnati had a team called the Mighty Ducks? Um, 
I don't think you I knew didn't. that. It's fine. I don't That's think why I knew I'm here. That. I think to teach you about sports. Perhaps Canada had a team or some other northern state, but I did not know Cincinnati, well, Ohio did. I'm so no, I had no idea. Thank you for educating me, Mr. Sports since Jason has um he's worked as an assistant Ooh. coach, a scout, skating coach, skills coach, and now head coach oh, he does it all. for okay. Cincinnati. So shout out to him. You know, hopefully this will encourage more uh people of all cultures and races and creeds to get into the hockey thing. And I'm sure there's been many a white man who has tried to stand in the way of black succeeding in the sport of hockey because they know if it's one thing and two things that we can do. Oh Lord, please escape <laughs> and, and <fight>. throw hands. <laughs> So if niggas take over hockey, that's it. You're not getting your I mean, what sport else back. You have? Yeah. <laughs> You're literally not getting it back if niggas get into it. So good luck. We just don't like being cold. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that is literally the only thing saving y'all is niggas don't like ice or snow. Yeah. We don't like cold temperatures unless it's in a cup in the summer. Right. So, but congratulations to Mr. Payne. Honestly, when I first heard his name, I thought of Martin Payne, and then I struggled yeah. a lot to Major. not think of him yeah. as like Martin's cousin. But good because this is honestly it's a spinoff that is occurring naturally in my brain right now. But good for him. Why not? And you know, I love black people invading things that white people think belong to them. So good for him, and best of luck. But that's not where hockey black excellence ends because the Senate last month passed a bill to honor the first black player in the NHL with a congressional gold medal. What? Willie O'Ree. Mm-hmm. Willie O'Ree, who played for government? the Yeah, the American US Senate. Wow, okay. Debuted he debuted with the Boston Bruins back in the fifties, nineteen fifty eight. Wow, so he, he really went through first Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Boston in the 50s? Oh, my oh. God. I can only imagine how many times. Oh, no. He went damn... through it. Yeah. <laughs> how many accidents yeah. happened during oh his season? Oh, my God. White people, I'm sure, were wilding out. Wow. Well, he made history as the first black player in the National Hockey League then and went on to play two seasons in Boston. <laughs> and then he played three. 13 years for the Western Hockey League. So now, oh well, in 2018, he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. There was a documentary okay. about his life the following year. And earlier this year, the Boston Bruins retired his jersey. He was the 12th player in history to receive that. And then the Senate passed a bill also earlier this year to provide him with the Congressional Gold Medal, which he has since received. And they referred to him as a trailblazer for young people across the country. That's senators that uh, passed the bill and whatnot. Right. And so there you go. Now he's, you know, sits along, you know, MLK yeah, and Carrada and yep. Rosa Parks and, <laughs> and looks down. lots of yeah. mostly dead white people <laughs> who have a congressional gold medal. Yeah. So. Um, I'm truly, first of all, I'm stunned that this brother debuted in Boston and then stayed there another two or three years. Like, <laughs> what he deserved a medal for that alone in the 50s like boston is racist right now (laughs) like open today like players there will tell you these white people are awful like one of the worst markets to play in so in the 50s 
I know it was terrible. So I'm sure everything mm. that he has received is well-deserved. And um, even more on top of that, I don't know anything about hockey, um, sadly, especially black hockey. So thank you so much for telling me about these two people whose names I probably will not You're remember all past tonight. Yes. Well, hockey is a lot like football where mm. you... Okay. Real football, not American soccer, oh, okay. which is what I refer to the NFL as because yes. you don't just, you're not going to steal land and, and sport names. Okay. The buck has to stop somewhere. Yeah. American so it's a lot soccer. like football. Okay. Um, where, um, you know, the girls skate and rather than a ball, you have, um, a puck or you know um blood sausage is the uk people <laughs> like it's kind of like um please don't and so you just <laughs> whatever this um congressional honor situation to me it's lovely it also kind of has a similar flavor to the end of um what was that show? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You didn't watch, I know. I did But not. the Falcon and the Winter yeah, right. Soldier is when Anthony Mackie's black ass is the new Captain America and they have to like write in this whole like, how is this nigga going to be Captain America? He's black. You know, and so they like, you know, try to like dance around how complicated and, you know, nuanced yeah. it must be to be a nigga that's also Captain America. And then they have this like other nigga that was like the original Captain America or like he was like a super <laughs> soldier way back when but nobody gave him his tea. And then like... <laughs> Anthony Mackie soldier Captain America was like oh my goodness like that's so lit like you were the girl and like nobody knows about that like the girl should know and then he tells everybody and then at the like the very very end of the series or at the end of the season or whatever they give this old nigga like a statue or whatever in the Avengers Museum and they literally put it in the kitchen like it's like they, they like well not literally I'm okay it's not don't do that I was thinking Uncle Ben and Andrew Bobby don't do that <laughs> <laughs> no but they put it in some fucking alcove they put this nigga's fucking statue like in some like literally you have to walk through a maze and then like rock climb oh, no. and then like camp out for a night to get to this nigga statue and it was oh, like no. this teary moment at the end where it's like oh my goodness recognition these people are finally nice to me and right. recognize that I worked okay. hard okay. that's kind of what um the flavor like that's what i get from okay. this all right <laughs> that was um yeah very enlightening i really appreciate the detail you went into for that explanation i needed that but well, i know you didn't watch it i mean yes and that is the thing like i would have had no idea what you were talking about had you just said it so the fact that you really went into it now i fully understand and you're contempt- the tea is that like Captain America is like old, 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 old. Okay. Like from the like fifties, but like it's like super T old. But then they gave him like some like FDA approved heroin that like okay. makes him live forever or whatever. Okay. Okay. And like okay. superhuman, but like it was a nigga that was like the same T, but they never gave him his just due because he was a nigga. And so okay. then Captain America, this new show on Disney Plus, they were like, oh. Look at you, girl. And gotcha. he's all like old and Cicely Tysoned out and like, you know, preaching. And he's like, oh, you's going to save America. I don't remember. Please. Something like that. And then they gave him a statue. <laughs> so the Winter Soldier. It was meant to be heartwarming. Who is the Winter Soldier is the one who got the FDA heroin? No, no, no. The Winter Soldier is the white man. You saw. Wait, no. 
You didn't see Civil War. No. He killed the Black Panther's daddy. The Winter Soldier oh. is this white man who has a, a metal arm, and he's Captain America's old homeboy. And they, I don't know, used to go to the Sock Hawk well, or Sadie Hawkins I saw together. The scene in Black Panther where Black Panther's daddy died. Yeah, well, it was a white man named a Winter Soldier that did that. His real name oh, is Bucky. Shit. Oh, so Bucky obviously, did sounds that. like a terrorist. Yes, but Bucky wasn't Barnes. Bucky the one they found at the end of the movie in the credits? Yeah, well, he was being controlled by the ops. Oh, the, the, that's what happened. The Nazis. Yeah, oh, the Nazis. shit. Okay, okay, okay. We're controlling him to I be a, watched the uh, next an movie. evil bad bitch. I don't know what the next yeah. movie was. Should have watched that. Maybe yeah. <laughs> one of them. Previous. I don't know. One of those girls. But either way, the Winter Soldier is T now, and his best friend is a nigga. Okay. And they're like, well, they're, his best friend is a nigga by way of his actual best friend, because his best friend lived forever, and then his best friend was a nigga because he could be best friends with a nigga because he lived forever okay. and so then his best friend died because he was old because he went back in time and then came back and he was old so he dead now right. and so he's like oh well my best friend dead and like you were his best friend so I guess we best friends now and so his best friend is a nigga and his best friend is also Captain America who's a nigga so he's Captain Nigga America oh, or Captain okay. Black America Captain African American yeah. whatever you want to call him okay but the T is there was another one okay no I get this is why this show is three hours yeah. anyway no I understand all of this thank you so much I'm just saying, if you watched that, it was like, did they really put this nigga statue in the closet? <laughs> His statue's in the storage elevator. Oh, that's so fucked up. Why would they do that? To be racist. It sounds racist. about right, though. Like, it really does sound like what America <laughs> to would be do. Racist. Like, it was probably a nigga in the fucking writer's room that was like, now you know damn you know well what? they would not put that nigga's right. st- statue front and center. Put it next in the to Black Widow. Utility closet, girl. Next to Tony Stark. <laughs> Bitch, please. You know they wouldn't do that. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for that, friend. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. This week in our hot, uh, our our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, aka, I've had the top of my life. Wow. And he's never felched this way before. Gross. <laughs> Girl, I swear. <laughs> it's true, and he owes it all to you. Okay, so. <laughs> Amen. Alrighty, well, let's play around with some of the uh, young white children in their news. Oh, shall we? No, I don't really know. I just feel like we wouldn't talk about the Pussycat Dolls otherwise. No. Well, the white children wouldn't even. Do they even know who the fuck these girls are? I was going to say, like, Pussycat, are they even still a group? No, right? They're not. Like, they're not a group still anymore. Well, that's the story. Oh, okay. Let me shut up. Well, apparently, just a taste before COVID, November 2019, PCD announced that they would be hitting the road, Jack, and they would be coming back. Oh, they thought. They had thought. That's what a whole bunch of niggas thought. And then COVID said, right? Correct. (laughs) Um, And let's be honest, for some of y'all, you were better off staying at home. Well, um, so the girl said they were hitting the road and then, you know, COVID happened and they shut shit down. So now that, you know, vaccinations and lies are happening and the girls are out, you know, tours okay. are back true. on yep. full festivals. Mm-hmm. Made in America just took place. Rolling loud. Yeah. Rolling um, in quiet. The All of them. All of them. They're fully back. <laughs> On a river. <laughs> Thunder. Hear me roar. <laughs> all the rollings are back, girl. All the rollings, they're all back. A lot of the girls are going on tour and saying if you're not vaccinated, you can't come. Like, people yeah, are okay. fully moving past. Right. Which is a lie. But, you know, people are fully moving past this whole COVID situation. Right. So, I guess all 30 people who were going to the shows were like, hey, what's the tea with the new dates? Well, there isn't tea on the new dates, (laughs) but there is tea on whether or not there will be dates at all. Because apparently, the founder of the Pussycat Dolls, one Robin Anton, you know that that, uh, big face white lady who who created the group when they were like a burlesque group? group and not like an actual recording artist group i remember them being a burlesque group i do not remember whoever created them though 
Well, her name is Robin Anton. Okay. And yes, she is suing. Oh God! Leader Nicole of the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole Sharper Image, because she said that <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> she, she, she's, she's accusing Nicole Schweppes and Jarrell of extortion because she says that the, the girls. Were the, Which, and I don't care for her. Which, so I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> the girls are supposed to be going on tour and all of that. And apparently, in a suit that was filed with the Los Angeles Superior Court mm, just court. last Friday, <laughs> the best court, <laughs> she says that the doll, Miss Nicole, is demanding an increase in her share of business venture PCD worldwide. Oh, God. I guess the house for the pussycat dolls. Apparently, according to these papers, Nicole was given 49% stake in PCD worldwide in exchange for her partic- her participation in this reunion tour that they announced oh, wow. at the end of 2019. So mama said, if you want me to hit the road with these bitches, then you have to give me 49% of this company. Wow. Which would also serve as like, you know, the company that would, I guess, oversee their future projects, the brand, et cetera, et cetera, merch, probably all of that good shit. Right. Um... So now Robin claims that since the COVID uh, dust has settled, Nicole is demanding that her her share be increased from 49% to 75%, which would give her not only majority stake of the company, but also creative control over every goddamn thing. Right. And that is where Miss Robin said, oh, you've got me all the way fucked up. (laughs) Okay. But she claims that Nicole refuses to participate in the tour if her um, desires are not met. And if the tour's dates are not dealt with soon, they might have to pay back Live Nation an estimated 600000 U.S. dollars. What? Because apparently they went in some sort of partnership with Live oh, Nation no. for this tour oh, prior no. to that. Because <laughs> they're expensive. Tours cost a lot of money. They do. Um. So, oof. It looks like... <laughs> And things are getting <laughs> spicy over there at the Pussycat Dolls house. Um, Not to mention. Yeah, it does seem that way. According to what I read. Apparently, the other women in the group who agreed to be a part of this tour, which is pretty much the Pussycat Dolls minus Melody. Because Melody was like, I'm tired of y'all bitches playing like I can't sing. So, good luck. Have a good time. I'm not going. I'm tired of Nicole. I don't want to see her ever again in my life. You know, have at it. So, the other four girls, (laughs) you know, were like, well, you know, we ain't got anything else I'll do. I guess we'll find whatever. Yeah, we might as well. According to these papers, the other girls, well, three of the other girls would receive 12.5 
percent of the net profits from the tour then one of the girls the one who like quit super early on to the group the redhead carmeet she would be getting five percent i guess because they were like bitch do you want to come back around now we'll sit down so she gets like next to nothing in comparison (laughs) then robin CEO, director, and sole owner of the Pussycat Dolls would also receive 12.5. Whereas Nicole Shadrach Meshach would be getting Mm 32.5% share. (laughs) And once more. (laughs) And once more. (laughs) And I believe it. What? I believe it because pussy, the Pussycat Dolls as a recording group was always Nicole being like, listen, if y'all want to do this whole thing, whatever, I'm about yeah. it. But I don't give a fuck what Anne, one of these hoes, got to say about <laughs> yep. this music. They always. don't sing. They can't sing. I barely respect them. <laughs> if they want to dance, fine. But... I don't want to hear anybody's opinion on anything. Matter of fact, don't even come to the studio. I will write, produce, and sing the music, and you dance. The end. So, sounds about right. right. And honestly, as sad as it is, the more details that you gave out, the more I was like, you know, the question can simply be posed to everybody else as, would you be making more money if this didn't happen? Mm. And if you would not... You know, then you can adjust your expectations or your ego or whatever else and respond accordingly. Do you actually need the money that would that this tour or whatever else would generate? Another question to ask yourself. But like, (laughs) I get it because when you list out the numbers and everything, it sounds crazy. But Nicole, whatever her name is, would truly be the main draw for most of the people who purchased a ticket for this show. Like she is the, if you say the Pussycat Dolls, that is the one name, even if people can't pronounce it, that they know from that group. So even if you are the owner or whatever else, you have to understand like who is actually going to make the money for this venture from a capitalistic standpoint. You can always say, no, it's my group. You can't use my name, period. And, you know, good luck on the Nicole whoever tour. But, you know, Mm. I'm sure everybody is looking for a check. It's COVID. Everybody's looking for an extra check. So they're probably going to be more willing well, to fun go fact, along with this. Fun fact. I know that one of the girls, um, one of the girls danced for the Miami Heat, like right, like right as I was working for, like she left like right as I started working at the American oh, Airlines okay. Arena to go do this. I think her name is Jessica. Okay. It doesn't matter. I knew who Jessica was. Because I was like, oh, yeah, she danced for the heat. (laughs) Right. And then the rest of it happened. Listen, honestly, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I write here on BBC.com in this article, it was like, according to the papers, um, Nicole cites the growth of her personal brand and the opportunities she would have to forgo to continue to engage in the partnership. Um, as a, a reason she? for her demand of a bigger share, the masked singer sis is that what we're talking I'm, about? I was gonna say that can't be right. That there's no way that that's correct. There's no way that like don't don't tell me it's because of your own personal brand and the money you'll be giving up. Just say it's because when people think of pussycat dolls, they think of me and not none of the rest of you bitches. Don't tell me that other lie because that don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> I don't believe you would I mean, be giving up significant money for the Pussycat Dolls. I do not believe that. 
If this is true, I absolutely believe that Robin should at least get the money that she would have to pay back these people for this tour not happening. Past that, if you need yeah. the Pussycat Dolls to have been so damn bad again, just make new ones. Nicole never really popped solo. She tried as she damn sure did. She yeah, never she really did all that well solo. So she can talk and gas all the muck the fuck she wants to. She clearly needed them backup dancers because when she didn't have them, she wasn't hitting all shit. So I would say, right. yes, she's gorgeous. Yes, she can sing her face off. Find somebody else who's gorgeous and can sing her face off that's maybe a touch younger, no age ageism, and some other pretty girls yeah. and make a brand new set of pussycat pussycat dolls. Like we don't the thing that was sickening about them was that the songs were catchy and the aesthetic was there. Yeah. We don't necessarily need Nicole exactly, to be but I never anyone can be a pussy. Yes. I, I never had a deep emotional connection to the Pussycat dolls. So when it comes to female pop stars, you can really almost replace your starting lineup with whoever. And as long as the look and sound is right, people won't really care. Like I I doubt very many people were emotionally invested in who those girls were as a group. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, best of luck to whoever decides to go forward with this. <laughs> Tori Spelling is in the news. Tori Spelling. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Star of a TV show one time that came out about privileged white children mm-hmm. kissing and stuff, I guess. I never watched Beverly Hills 90210. Ever. Like, I didn't. I think it was just, like, maybe a taste ahead of my interests, you know? I don't think I was yeah, into, I mean, like, young young adults making out when it was airing. Yeah, and unfortunately for me, it was also not part of my interests. I also never really watched 90210. I just remember seeing a lot of... Because they age or white? I saw, like, a bunch of... Right, exactly. So I saw, like, a bunch of people, covers... With these random young white people and white people at school talked about it. But, you know, my mom went to church and we was not looking at that. So (laughs) this is is one of those things where I also could not relate because my mama was not letting me watch whatever was happening on 90210. And I didn't watch the reboot either. So there go that. Yeah, I didn't watch the reboot either. Well, it never... That show never had any of my business. Like, that was it was never any of my business. Well, Tori Spelling, known for being the homely girl from that show, um, is apparently like going viral or had like a little viral moment recently because she was on Instagram in a denim jumpsuit and a brand new face. And now everyone's calling her uh, uh, Chloe Spelling because they say she looks like Chloe Kardashian. She does. I mean, well, she kind of does, yes. But I, I mean, she kind like, of does, but the the real tea is that Khloe Kardashian looks like surgery. <laughs> she looks exactly. like all the girls who have had a lot of work done <laughs> because she has. That's the had thing. A lot it's of like work done. we cite Khloe Kardashian, of course, because she's one of the most famous women in Hollywood. But when I see Tori yeah. Spelling's face, I'm just like. 
Honestly, if I had to blame a, a famous person, I would blame Chloe's sister before I blamed Chloe. Because much mm. like a lot of other white women in Hollywood, she's just attempting to hide her caucasity underneath fillers, bronzer, and rhinoplasty. And that's the same thing yeah. that Chloe's doing. Just trying to look like a spicy white person. An <laughs> ethnic white person. You know what I mean? Just trying to look like white with a little turmeric. And so... Yeah. You know, to me, I and, was just... Like, when Chloe's- I saw this, I was like... Shantae, you stay. <laughs> and, you know, Chloe's sister was definitely the one who popularized the contour look using makeup mm. and shadows and highlights. Like, of course, it was done before, but everyday regular girls contouring their faces, that is because of the main Kardashian. So I'm not surprised at any of it. I definitely just laughed when I saw her because I was like, Yes, she looks like Khloe Kardashian, but she also looks like everybody else who has gone too far with the plastic surgery and won't stop. So they all go to the same doctors. They and do. They, get the they same all procedures. get the same they fillers. They have the same right. like blueprint for a yeah. face. Yeah, and then on, on top of that, the makeup is all the same. And like again, if you yeah. watch Drag Race or pay attention to drag, it's the same thing. They look like drag queens, <laughs> like they really they do. Because it's like they're wearing the way drag that makeup. like it's like, and a lot of these queens that's who do they got their makeup. The contour from. <laughs> Yeah. Like a lot of them literally do these girls' makeup. They get their makeup done. A lot of them by drag queens, by like queer people, trans people, and stuff like that or whatever. So, like, once again, we're the ones deciding what, you know, y'all find attractive. But anyway. Exactly. God makes sense. You did Paris Hilton makeup. And I was like, of course you did. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because you look amazing and so does she. I fully see it. This is, like, the way that drag queens would go, like... No, okay. Like, the way that, like, Hollywood women and a lot of women who look like this have, like, a a step one through ten for their makeup routine. Drag queens have that same one through ten, but then they go to, like, 17. Like, drag queens just keep going. You know, they will put on, like, six more (laughs) lashes. Like, it's just bigger. But the overall setup is the same. It's exaggerated, but the basics are the same. I looked at her face and I was like, oh yeah, she just love Hollywood. <laughs> and no shade, she given does. Tori Spelling's face, of, well, I was like, she look good. Extensions and all, good for you, Damn. girl, I guess. Now she said this is an I mean, <laughs> And now what all of this shit is for? The procedures Listen, and the makeup? If it don't make you look better, why are you doing fine. it? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, that's again, true. a lot of this is in a, an effort to look like ethnically ambiguous and you know mix up the culture and whatnot but like all these black athletes and italian investors that you pull in are still gonna cheat on your ass so (laughs) that's true have fun they absolutely are so you know but good luck with your new look well what do cardi b and beyonce have in common nothing (laughs) but cardi b and beyonce (laughs) <laughs> yes, they do, nigga. I just realized that that wasn't Beyonce. the connection. <laughs> Cardi B just had it. Yes. Cardi B is now a mother by way. No, that's not how it works. Okay, listen. Cardi B had a okay. baby <laughs> on Beyonce's birthday. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. That's how they're connected. Cardi's son yes. and Beyonce have the same birthday. It's 40 that's years That's what apart. I should have. 
but it's the same birthday. Amen. <laughs> they, what do Beyonce and Cardi have in connection? In, in, in <laughs> Not in connection. <laughs> They're oh both God. especially connected to the Virgo experience. Without Cardi being Correct. a Virgo herself. What is Cardi? Isn't Cardi like a Sag or something? I don't know. I have birthday. no idea. But I'm happy for well, Oh my God, she's having, she has a Virgo son. God bless her. Um, But I'm happy for her having this Oh, baby she's a Scorpio, and, I think? You know? No. Making sure to have her Louis Vuitton blanket in the hotel, in the hotel hospital room. Girl, we'll get to that. What was, oh. what's before <laughs> Scorpio? I don't know. What? I have not. Scorpio is okay, like October, October eleventh zodiac. That That's is Libra, Libra. Yeah, she's oh, a Libra. I have a lot of Libra in my chart. So good for her. <laughs> okay. What well, is it? She gave birth to. Oh, no, I don't. Let me. Find no, it don't out. look it up. It's, no, you don't have to. It no, I'm curious. Now I have to know. Okay. It's too late. Well. Oh God. <laughs> He's a Sagittarius. What is he, a Gemini? Oh, he's Listen, that doesn't have anything to do with me. He's a December Sagittarius, and that's a completely different experience and journey than mine. Is it? I was born in November. Yes. Yes. Ask a Sag. November Sagges and December Sagges are very different. Thank you, and good night. I mean, I feel the same way about August versus September Vegos, but still, okay. Because it's probably the truth. It is probably the truth. And you probably prefer September's, don't you? (laughs) Right. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody prefers their birth month, but okay. True. (laughs) Some people might be like, no, mine is awful, but... You know, yeah, those will probably be like a super, super deep in in astrology, astrology. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cardi B's son was born on the fourth of September. She posted a photograph um, with her hair wrapped up and her nigga next to her. And literally, when I looked at this, like. I was in my head, I was like <laughs> joking. And you know, I'm sure they cut the cord with scissors by c- chrome hearts and they brought the baby home in a Birkin. And that was prior <laughs> to me noticing that she's literally underneath a Louis Vuitton blanket. Yes. <laughs> I was not shocked at all. I just said, Cardi, really, every other bitch gives birth. Under that blue and pink dinosaur and and heart or whatever printed blanket, like everybody gives birth under that regular ass hospital blanket, and you just had to make sure that your official pictures did not show no regular basic bitch shit. I had to cry. And a gag is, I did. And a gag is that fucking <laughs> that hospital blanket that's about as thick as a bounty paper towel probably yes. costs more on that bill than this Louis Vuitton blanket, dude. Yeah, because they brought that Louis Vuitton from home. That's they throw off. Exactly. The right. Exactly. <laughs> I said we gonna it was like we gonna have to we gonna have to take this to the to the dry cleaner, babe. It's <laughs> It's soiled for real, but you know to be spread out underneath this blanket in the hospital. You know, literally still got the wristbands on and everything. 
Exactly. Well, like she's she's very much like this baby is still like clearly very brand new. And so happy for them as a family. I hope culture is acclimated to having a younger sibling. I feel like she's going to be a great older sister. Same way I felt about. I'm me, sure honestly. she's going to love it. <laughs> like she's going to be a great older sister. But yeah, happy for them. And it was like the only positive news, honestly, of today. Today being Labor Day, <laughs> it was like the only good. All right. Spot of celebrity. Niggas had to remind me. me. It was like the yeah, rest of it was so awful. bad. But this was nice. Yeah. yeah, it's been pretty bad. But this was nice. Um, Congrats to them. Yeah, I also believe, or want to believe that culture, like, shed a tear and struck the baby's face like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, she she definitely didn't cry. I feel like she walked in the room and told Cardi, like, you feeding my baby the wrong way. Like, you need to adjust (laughs) and just move your titty up a little. And, you know, I'm going to get a I'm going to go get a wet nurse to show you how to do it. Like. How much longer are you going to be feeding my brother? It's time to play. Right. Like, he do you know how many purses I have to introduce him to? (laughs) Hurry up. Yeah, but congratulations to Cardi and Offset. And um, yeah, I hope everybody is very happy and healthy and feeling good. Just off the edge of last week's episode, you know, sometimes we miss stories that are like damn this would have been a great thing to talk about now we gotta wait a yeah. whole week to talk about it or whatever and then sometimes we miss stories of like thank you god amen and praise yep. jesus it's usually Nazareth. it's usually i don't have the so time thankful or the energy. that we did not yeah it's usually that and last week that story was trick daddy getting his ass ate but here we are making up for lost time <laughs> I did not need to hear about this again, friend. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not need to hear it again. So Maurice was on um, on Nori's on Nori's Drink Drink Champs podcast where for whatever reason, they resurrected his uh, Eda Eda Booty Gang conglomerate experience <laughs> guild. I don't know what you call God it. help us. <laughs> and so they talked about um, Trick's love of ass eating, and you know, Trick basically spoke about uh, recruiting more women into the eat a booty gang experience. No, um, and this led him to admitting that yes, he himself also get gets his ass ate, which I think he has admitted before. Um, he's never really shied away from this topic, but he says, yes, he absolutely gets ate out. And when they asked if mm. he, you does so with his legs up in the air, he said, it depends. So this sent Twitter into an absolute frenzy uh, where people were washing their eyes out with Bath and Body Works or whatever and memeing. Yep. And I mean, I get it. You know, this is revolting to a lot of people because, you know, Trick Daddy is unattractive and a mess. But um, it's also considered by many a threat to masculinity and thus male strength so a lot of people are like first of all niggas getting their ass ate whoa 
And then, you know, more powerful than that. This nigga getting his ass ate? How? So, boom, you know, questions. I honestly would have never thought about it that way. My first thought was, oh, God, a cisgender heterosexual man probably not rinsing his ass out right for you to be all up in Thank you. That was my first thought. And that is my whole thing about eating niggas' asses. Yes. I don't have a problem getting God today. I have no problem with that. Dykes love eating my ass, but also I'm a Virgo. I know. I am a triple fucking Virgo. My asshole is clean. Okay. Of course they love eating my ass. I can't imagine some random cis hat nigga off the street. Like you absolutely know there are dingleberries. God bless all up your and through DMs that after that. All up and th- I'm just saying, all up and through that bitch, you know there are dingleberries all through that niggas. Everything. It's a thicket in there, girl. His ass smell like you gotta beer forage and chili through cheese. that shit to even find his <laughs> booty right. hole, girl. It's going to be tangy. You know it's gonna be tangy. I don't have time for that. First of all, bitch, I'm not doing it, bitch. Is it like do you scrape the crust off first, or is it like bread where it's where you have your own? Like some people like the crust, some people don't like the crust. No, is it like no. a stuffed crust where you eat the crust first <laughs> and then? <laughs> so I, I have dated people who like. <laughs> I have dated people who are like, "Oh, you just came from the gym. Let me sniff you." Like. You know, and I consider yeah. that a nasty nigga. <laughs> but, the, but that's a kink. That's a kink. And and you know what? But I'm that's completely different. Oppo- like, yes, I'm not opposed to nothing that consenting adults agree to. But as for me, if you're asking me to inhale particles, physical particles that I can see, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to inhale your booty dust, the shit particles that remained from what whatever sandwich you had that day for lunch. Like, I'm oh simply God. not going to do that. And so that's where I feel like most of my issue is with eating niggas asses is that niggas are not meticulous. About, straight cisgender niggas are not meticulous about their ass like they should be if they wanted eight. That's all I'm saying. When I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you were a child. When I was a child, um, one of the people arguably closest to Trick Daddy said that he was all over there smelling like Bunk and Hennessy and shit. So I feel as though um, if he is just in the middle of social settings, Mm -hmm. clearly (laughs) emanating the scent Please. A bunk and Hennessy. Google it if you don't know it. Right. One can only assume that that crack is on sewage. And I just like, again, I'm I'm a gay. Ass eating is just... You know, it's a part of the journey. Part of what y'all do. It's in the seminar. It's in the it's in the uh, pamphlet when you first walk in. Yeah, it's for you. It's in the first half of the TED talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not gagging at the idea, but the execution you might gag at later. (laughs) 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 Um, But you know. 
if if those girls love it or like it, then I love it for them. And best of mm-hmm. luck to everybody involved. I just I know what I would do. And I never even have to lay this out for dykes. They always understand, period. Like, I never even have to spell this out. So, but best of luck for y'all. I will never forget you motherfuckers writing in the letters <laughs> talking about. Also, he pulled his dick out and it had just a very pungent and sour <laughs> smell and taste. I and put it in my mouth anyway. Taste. Deep it has been years. It. It's been years. And I will I'm still like flummoxed and beside I will myself. Ever be traumatized. And taste. You smelled that it was horrible. And you said, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna do it anyway. What nigga is worth that? And the taste matched match the stench. And you sucked it anyway. I Imagine that that nigga offered next to nothing to your life, right? Versus Trick Daddy, who just a couple weeks ago demanded, like, practically demanded some girl's attention because he paid $20 or whatever for her to get into a damn club. So I know that this nigga don't wash his ass and still expects people to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, help us. Jesus, it's bad out here, Lord. My word <laughs> booty hole smelling like the luther yeah. burger so also in this um drink champs okay. episode he mentioned uh how he was apparently offered a spot to do a versus alongside little boosie to which he declined because boosie is his dog but if he's gonna do a versus he's gonna smash that ass uh, and apparently boosie might like uh, that because he decided to take to the yeah. internet once again and um, discuss Lil Nas X and what Lil Nas X is doing <sighs> with his uh, music, creativity, and social media platforms. <laughs> Montero's album, Montero, is due out on September 17th. Oh, like 10 days, I guess, if you listen to this one again. Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. And so what has Lil Nas X decided to do to promote and celebrate his debut album? Troll. That's what. What he does best. (laughs) And it's amazing. And so he put on a maternity shoot. Paternity shoot? Non-binarity shoot? Who knows? I don't know how you... Non-binarity? I don't know. I don't think any of us know how to describe it. This nigga put on a prosthetic, a pregnant belly, and a, a Lana Del Rey crown, and took some yeah. pictures and was like, "Oh, I'm pregnant with my album Montero. It's due out September 17th <laughs> or whatever." And so, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I saw these pictures on Instagram at first, I felt like I had the reaction of like an older sibling whose younger sibling just trolled them. Like, if you've ever had, like, a younger brother or somebody just run into the room and fart and just leave, or you know what I mean? Or just, like, just do some, like, wild, like, when you're on the phone caking or something and they're on the other line and and then they're just, they say something fucking ridiculous, like, I found your ointment for your your big toe. (laughs) Just, like... When I opened Instagram and I saw this nigga's fake pregnant belly, I was like, Montero, leave me alone. Like, like, go away. What are you doing? (laughs) I was just like, why are you like this? Entertained, but also shaking my head in entertainment, you know? Yeah. I just, auntie, I loved it. (laughs) 
Right. There you go. It was just like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I said, oh, I said, oh, God, this is really going to piss off the fake Christian homophobes. And I was right. It did. It did exactly that. Because how are y'all really bothered over this young gay nigga with a fake pregnant belly? How are y'all really this bothered over this? This is really First pissing of all, y'all it, off, but it is. It's really pissing them off. If you did simple Googles, you could find tons of people who have done this, either <laughs> for films or photo shoots <laughs> or other forms of trolling. But, you know, let's continue yeah. to pick on the black faggot because he does it with intention. They're not going to do that. Right. Exactly. Um, so Boozy tweeted, Nas X, what the fuck? You just don't stop, angry emoji. I think he's going to turn around and suck one of his background dancers' dick on national TV. No, that's what and you And then it says here that he apparently um, sent in an application for uh, <laughs> a dancing <laughs> opportunity on the Montero tour. <laughs> Hashtag protect yours, he says. Hashtag oh, God. God turning over in his grave. Oh yeah, this was amazing. I said, wow, God died. What was this? <laughs> I threw the microphone. I'm done. This is the end of the podcast. I don't want to do the show anymore. I <laughs> I said, girl, who when did God died? <laughs> Where's Which the bitch grave murder site? God? <laughs> no, I was said it like a global way? This nigga is fucking Did I miss crazy. The party? Of course, like, sir, it is blatantly obvious to perhaps everybody but you that you really want to swallow some dick. You really want to do that, and yeah. I support that for you. I don't blame you. It's it's a lot of fun. Sure it is. I love it. But for you to be for you to be this pressed about it, clearly it's not just a oh, I am disgusted. Like you're fully tapped in. You're interested. You're dialed into the whole culture. And yet a part of you was taught to be repulsed by it, so you're doing that. But don't know straight nigga who is not homophobic be this worried about what gay niggas are doing. I just need you to understand was- that. Because it's a demonstrated pattern with this nigga at this point. Like, you do it every time. It feels like it's like 60% that. Maybe 70. Okay. Maybe 65. And the rest of it at this point is like, oh, I get a lot of attention and and validation when I say these things. Okay. Because I refuse to believe that you still care this much. You know, like... right. I, you know, like I think that he just understands that a lot of people that are also uh, homophobic and ridiculous give him a lot of validation, a lot of backing and support when he says these yeah. things. So I think, yeah, a lot of it is, you know, his own internalized homophobia that probably has a lot to do with the fact that, yes, he too can't wait for another opportunity to have a swelling penis. <laughs> down that throat. Damn. Or maybe the opposite. He might be a top. I don't know. But yeah, I, don't I know. honestly believe that if that nigga doesn't get DP'd soon, he's gonna voluntarily go back to prison or just yeah. explode. Exactly. Um and Boosie is two months older than me. 
And the fact that he looks the way he does wow. lets me know that he has been abusing substances in order to avoid the truth about himself. Like, I feel like all of this is more evidence to what I've been saying. This nigga is trying very hard to deny and suppress the very truth about himself. And that's why he looks like he was born at the early stages of Gen X. Like, he looks like a late boomer because he's stressed out. Like, he's been around for a lot longer than he has. That's all I'm saying about Lupus. Somebody. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the exact tweet, but somebody said something similar on on. I'm sure I favorited that shit too. There was, but basically they were like. <laughs> The gag is, Brucey is like two years older than me, but the nigga. nigga <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who it is. They said the nigga looked like Thurgood Marshall no or Joseph Laurie or somebody. <laughs> they said that nigga looked like Al Sharpton, and y'all just gonna act like it's okay. <laughs> exactly. You look at somebody else who's like 37, 38 years old, and you be like, bitch, what? <laughs> all that hate yeah it is and it's sad but you know god bless it i mean y'all are having fun like i said i understand that there are cracks of the internet that are um reserved for people who just love their um who love their entertainment with an extra dose of nig that maybe goes a bit further past my boundaries or taste yeah um Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know Boosie's in there, the baby's in there, Kaya's in there. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. And like I said, I don't believe in y'all anymore. And so, you know, have at it. Right. You got breath right here on this planet like the rest of us. You probably shouldn't Mm -hmm. because, you know, COVID. But, um, (laughs) please. (laughs) I just don't understand. Like, how much longer do y'all have to? You could just do something else. Mm. You just look at something else, watch something else, care about something else, like comment on something else. I just don't understand it. Like this thing is a obviously trolling and b promoting his album. So you talking about this and doing all of this right. is promotion. And it's hilarious to me that people are like <clears throat> calling Drake a uh, uh, marketing genius because people like well oh, companies girl. like Adobe and McDonald's and Taco Bell or whoever are like memeing his album cover to promote right. their own businesses meanwhile mm-hmm. here this nigga go do it basically the same thing except rather than using 12 pregnant emoji bitches on his cover he actually went and got like a he'd like he's like i'm gonna take it there it's the same shit they're both yeah. promoting albums and you're talking exactly. about it because of that so i just don't and i also don't understand why we're once again talking about your motherfucking crusty mouth ass kids that are better off it don't. being raised by someone else, <laughs> honestly. Oh, when, goddamn. Like, we're talking about that in in regards to this nigga's music or, yes. you know, however he decides to to promote his music. Meanwhile, Boosie ain't said shit about Sukiana's new song and video that samples his voice where, like, 
two dozen girls are eating box and bumping coochies wow. and, and finger fucking each other right there That's on the same ass timeline they were using to complain about and mind you that didn't offend me I actually thought that it was lit <laughs> like I'm an adult <laughs> um, and I just find it funny yeah. that uh, it's right there for your kids to watch on the same fucking platform that you're complaining about but no one's saying anything about that right because you live for that right. everybody wants to see a, a good hot cunt <laughs> but no, but, right, it's but let about, this nigga like, put on a prosthetic belly child yeah and all of a sudden y'all are like oh this is wrong for the kids to see like oh it was right for the kids to see some nigga impregnating 12 different bitches and they all represented an emoji format format like so it was okay for him to see a man doing all this different shit but god forbid that somebody else play around with the idea of like gender and pregnancy like it's all so blatantly not just homophobic but like the idea that men would behave in the same way as women so like that specific femphobia that's that specific misogyny of uh you taking dick uh you acting like you would get pregnant uh you doing like bitch shit like that's what that's very much what it feels like to me and that's what it feels like what most of these niggas issue is because they have no problem like you pointed out with two women going at it sexually or whatever else they love that shit especially if they both film like if it's a dyke and it's a film then y'all exactly real ugly about it because y'all feel like damn why you taking that he has a song when it could be me and my real dick right they right this nigga has a two red bones kissing in the backseat i used to love that shit i did i used to in my youth before (laughs) i I did too (laughs) i love that fucking song so like it's it's just like I see exactly what you're doing. You cannot trick me with whatever bullshit words you decide to spew out about this because this is very selective and it's very intentional what you're doing. So don't try to lie to me about it. It's just that like being gay, queer, whatever for over thirty years now. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I'm just I'm saying most of you who are listening yeah. who are also queer right, can like, probably yeah. agree. Exactly. Being queer for this many years just kind of like oh my god can we stop wasting the time and just say you hate us and just cut right to it you know what I mean like because like all of the excuses and shit is a waste of time you keep using the same ones over and over again and they never make any sense like I don't want to hear you talking to nobody about what the kids are seeing when you yourself had have admitted to to soliciting sex from an adult woman to have like for your underage kids like you have paid grown women to fuck your underage sons i guess to what like try to force them into liking pussy that is like why are we talking to you about anything right and you can think the nigga's funny if you want to i'm just like I, i when you try to argue with me or anybody else about it i hope that you you know keep that in mind yeah no the facts of the matter are the same because if a grown woman had booked a grown man to do the same thing to her daughter to ensure her daughter would be straight y'all would be talking about how this bitch need to be in jail and how wrong this is and everything else Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm not sure what it is exactly about men or like the sexual prowess or dominance that you expect men to have, but it's really gross. And the sooner y'all let it go, the healthier everybody else will be. That's it. Yep. Last but not least, um, 
Steven Uziverse has once again removed his crystal gem <laughs> because he says that at <laughs> Rolling Loud concert, we're not the crystal gems, but we are out of our damn mind at all. And if you think we in, bitch, we gonna show you all the time. Oh my god! That's why niggas come. All right, I can't keep you. I um, all right. So listen, I can't with you. Mama pulled up on some carpet and was like, hey, um, <laughs> they asked him, I guess, about the dive, the lack of diamonds. And he said he jumped in the crowd and rolling loud and they, quote unquote, kind of ripped it out. Oh, kind of? I guess the crowd. Of course, niggas saw a whole new future right in front of their faces. And of they course they did. Of course Uzi. they did. It's $24 million. Are you what did crazy? You, you think they would kiss it like the Pope's ring? What did you think was going right. to happen? Of course not. No. No. Niggas are going <laughs> to take that and else. pay their rent. Exactly. I love that he like approached the TMZ camera too in the way that he always does with his little hoodie up looking like a, like a friendly stray puppy. <laughs> I love a stray dog come up to you and be like, hey girl, how, what you doing? No, no, I'm just chilling. I'm already hanging out. I'm <laughs> oh, you want to like go? Like, he just home? has his, like, <laughs> we can go home. <laughs> That's cool. I don't have to. Okay. <laughs> He's so, like, petite, but also right. a mess. Anyway, sure. just put it in a glass case, nigga, and keep it at home. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's unnecessary and you don't need it. Yes, you could absolutely have a small town, maybe a large town with as much yeah. as this shit costs. But you decided to buy a rock. It's yours. Cool. Maybe just don't embed it in your flesh. Kind of dangerous. Right. Just put it in a, a case at home somewhere mm-hmm. in your favorite room, wherever you probably stream 2K and Grand Theft Auto and Skyrim, and just right. pass it down to one of your kids. At the bare minimum, if you're going to wear it while performing, don't jump out in the fucking crowd. Are you crazy? My God. <laughs> nigga, do you know real niggas come to this show? <laughs> in Miami Gardens, Uzi? <laughs> you leapt into a sea of niggas. Well, do you honestly, know real rolling everyday, loud. I mean, but like... everyday ass, regular ass people, though. <laughs> regular people. <laughs> what were you thinking was going to take place, my dog? <laughs> you didn't you didn't leap into a crowd at, at Kylie Jenner's house. <laughs> These are regular everyday ass niggas who need their fucking bills paid. Of course they snatched that shit out your flesh. Labels need to start requiring tutors for for rappers that they sign yeah, under a certain yeah, age. Yeah, they do. You're right. You're right. And like maybe a life coach that is also a black woman. And a therapist. They need therapy immediately. Like for real. Horrible decisions have been made. Yeah. (laughs) When when your money has no bounds and your life has none as well. Yeah. It's a terrible combination. When you start taking FaceTime calls with uh grimes about buying planets it's gone too far and somebody needs to step in and say this nigga deserve better 
When one nobody in school paying you no mind, none of these girls were giving you any play because you wore bobos and play with Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit like that, but you really could catch a beat and you just told yourself (laughs) one day it was going to be over. I feel like that's how these things happen. Sidebar, I don't care. New balances don't offend me. I was joking. Do you know how many motherfuckers were like, oh my goodness, Kid Fairy hates new balances. Guess I might as well jump off my balcony. I was kidding. Ain't nothing wrong with new balances. New balances are comfortable and there are plenty of new balances that are cute. I just like, I thought the question was, so what was the question? What are deal breakers in relationships? Deal breakers, yeah. I don't fucking know. I just said the first thing that came to my mind. Somebody literally tweeted me and was like, I just saw the cutest (laughs) New Balances. And then I remembered what Kid Fury said. So I left them right there in the store. Like buy I your shoes. Wanna, I damn New Balances. I want to remind y'all that y'all are never gonna date him anyway. So buy the shoes. <laughs> You're never gonna be with him. Buy the fucking shoes. Buy whatever you like. Buy Why are y'all worried about what we think? <laughs> yeah. But also, if you're like really great mm-hmm. in every way. And every, I'm not going to look down at your new balances and be like, pooey! And just never speak to you again. <laughs> right. The new balances are more like if you're terrible in every way. And then here go also the new balances. That's just hot. Like, yes. But if everything else is wonderful and you just like a comfortable shoe, I'm going to assume you're an old nigga who like to stay at home. And that's a plus. <laughs> so... I've dropped my microphone again. I actually like holding the microphone because I can drop it. You could be so dramatic, right? You could be so dramatic with it. (laughs) What a nigga. I don't think I'm going to put it back on the stand. You're never going to put it back on the stand. Chris is going to be like, please. Oh, there's a power in throwing this microphone. Okay, amen. If you like it, I'm. You're right. You're never. You are right, though. A sensible New Balance or any other shoe, definitely screams. I don't need to be here. Mm -mm. In fact, can we go? And that is incredibly attractive. (laughs) So, New Balances says, "Say, babe, do you want to order some pizza and 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 get that new movie on Disney Plus?" Absolutely. And you like, I do, babe. Yes. I do. I would love to do that. And, and let's go to bed at 10 15. <laughs> it's going to feel great. I'm soaked. Woo! Okay. <laughs> so. Why did you have to? Okay. Is that it? <laughs> Is that it for yeah, the- that's it. That's it for oh, the hot tops okay. this week. Okay. We're going to take a break God. and then that's it. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my 
for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay we're back and it is time now for your listener letters yes it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show as you may remember this week is high school week so we have a bunch of high school theme questions All right <laughs> and our first letter comes from ricky's who says if you could live in any fiction or fantasy high school setting, what would it be? And if there are none that already exist that you would like to go to, what kind would you create? Thanks, Ricky. Fictional high school setting. Yeah. Hmm. For me, it's definitely Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think don't know so. why my mind went to Angel Grove first, but I want to think okay. of something better. What is Angel Grove? I don't know that. That's a high school that the Power Rangers went to. Oh my god! Is that okay. the name of the fucking Power Rangers? The high school <laughs> the, I don't I have no idea, but that's amazing. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I, I think that's the Power Rangers. I mean, but this doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna be a Power Ranger. It just means I guess I live in these. I mean, I want to go to Angel Grove if I can be a Power Ranger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or not? I, I mean, I want to go to Hogwarts because. Before I even read Harry Potter, everybody told me that I was Hermione. So I was like, I got to know who this Hermione bitch is. (laughs) So I read the books and I really identify with her. I watched the movies and I was like, oh, y'all are smoking crack. But okay. Um, But I get Mm -hmm. where people are coming from overall. So for me, Hogwarts, I think it's just like, I can't imagine a more fun experience becoming a young, adult, a young adult but power rangers is cool as well you should fight weird monsters and that one random bitch will never die rita repulsa yeah rita repulsa i guess that's what her. you'll about. never 
She'll never be gone for good. Yes, she'll never be gone for good, but you can constantly fight that bitch. Yeah, I'm going to say Angel Grove so I can be a Power Ranger, or if I could be a Power Ranger. Um, Professor Xavier's school for (laughs) the gifted? What's it called? Oh, the X Men school, nigga. Y'all know what the oh, fuck I'm talking about. Okay, Professor fine. Xavier's school. But only if I could be a mutant. But only if I could be a mutant with cool powers. But only if I could be a mutant with cool powers that doesn't look like a mutant. <laughs> but I still look like a regular person. Can okay. I just be Storm? Can I just be like related to Storm? I want to go to the school if I'm like actually like Storm's uh, nephew or something, and then I get preferential treatment mm-hmm. and also uh, similar powers. <laughs> okay. Um, or the Gossip Girl school. Now, why Gossip? Because I would drag them. Because first of all, <laughs> I would have a way better website than Gossip Girl. Like, I would shit on Gossip Girl all the live long day. She'd hate me because my commentary commentary <laughs> would be way more sickening and way more entertaining. And the girls would look for me and I would be rich. Oh, I'm just now realizing that Gossip Girl was about a gossip website. I never watched that show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, the good one. Well, I don't know. I haven't watched the new one. I heard some people like it. Um, okay. I'm talking about the original one. The the um, Leighton Meester and Ryan Reynolds' wife. Okay, yeah. I never saw any of them, but if you say so, then mm, I believe it. So fun. It never seemed like a show for mm. me. Just like it wasn't. whatever the one with Kristen Cavallari, the Hills, the Nano to one, the the Orange oh, Ace, the OC. Gossip Girl, the reality show. Yeah. Whatever it was, I never saw that either. <laughs> that was not for me. The Hills so. was also deep. The Hills have eyes. Yes, that was. Yeah, not but you had to have like a certain tolerance for white privilege and white people, right? And I never, things. I've never had that, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> But at least Gossip Girl was fictional. And so yeah. the shit that they went through was like actually entertaining and high risk and crazy you know, scandal yeah. and murder and conspiracy. <laughs> the Hills was just like, Lauren, I was going to wear that. Oh my God. You said what? <laughs> and it was still a lot of fun. But <laughs> you would literally want to like gouge out your own eyes. Yeah. Okay, so you know it's not for me, and that's fine. So, <clears throat> um, our next question comes from Jonathan, who says, "Was there ever a situation in high school where you had to fight, and if so, did you clear the bitch?" What kind of ratchet ghetto dumbass <laughs> question? I actually did have a fight in high school. That's why I picked it. <laughs> I don't think I got into a fight in high school. Not at school. Oh, I did at school in the hallway, right outside the band rehearsal room because we was both in the band. (laughs) I feel like I had told this story on this show before. But this girl, I don't know what you're talking about. It does not sound familiar. And she dated this mm-hmm. nigga before I did. He broke up with her a few months later. We started dating. She was still in her feelings about it. 
Yeah. So one yes. would be after a few minutes. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but like she was two years older than us. Like, girl, grow up. I don't even remember her name at this point. This was like 1995. Why or would something. you? Yeah. So, okay. um, but I remember her like stepping to me like we was grown women out in the hallway outside of the bedroom, and I was like, "Bitch, are you serious?" And so, so then she caught herself trying to fight me. So, of course, I started punching her ass right back. And then my cousin Brandon was like, bitch, what you doing? And I was like, nigga, you see this bitch coming at me. Don't fucking try me right now. <laughs> what you mean? What is I'm doing? I don't give a fuck what my mom got to say about this. So then, like, the vice principal was there, like, 45 seconds later. The fight got shut down very quickly. We both got pulled at the principal's office. I was like, yo, that bitch started it with me. She mad because I got her man and that's none of my business. Like, I was very much like somebody on Ricky Lake about it, but <laughs> I did. I had a fight in high school. I wouldn't say I cleared the bitch because it was, it did not go on, on long enough for us to really fight, but <laughs> I mean, I definitely hit her ass back. I don't know if she thought I wasn't finna do it, but like, girl, you're not finna just steal on me and I'm gonna sit there and take it, bitch. You got the wrong bitch now. I'm not violent, but don't fucking push me. So that was, but mm. that was my only fight in high school. Other than that, I was very much like the good kid who did not get into no shit. So, yeah, no, I didn't, I don't think I ever got into a physical fight at school. I'd remember. Yeah. I came close once or twice, but I never fought in school. I got into a couple fights outside of school, though, usually after school. Yeah. And very close to the park that I grew up near. But not many. <laughs> and like, and like, I'm not even counting those. <laughs> and they were never about me. Well, one time it was because these niggas tried to rob me and like, girl, move around. And they, and oh, like, right. I didn't clear anything right. in that situation because they jumped me to try to rob me. Um, damn, damn, damn. But then, like, one situation I remember is because somebody was talking about my mother. And then I actually got into more than one fight because of someone saying something about my mama once it was just like something about her accent type of i think i remember and my mother's accent isn't even strong and then like i got into a fight in junior high school i think because my mother came to the school i don't even remember what the kid said i don't even think they said anything disrespectful i just tried to say something slight and i punched him in his face in english damn i know this right (laughs) um but i don't remember yeah, I never got into any like crazy fights in high school. I was always just like good ready for to go you. Home, yeah, looking for, for any you. reason to not be there or skipping class. Yeah, I had so many cousins who were at school with me at the same time that I was in school that when they found out that I was in the principal's office, first of all, they all came down because this is like a very black school, so <laughs> mm-hmm. niggas could do whatever. <laughs> And they were all like, no, out of all my cousins, this bitch the last one who will fight. <laughs> right. So that right. was like, the only reason I stayed out of real trouble is because all my ghetto-ass cousins was like, uh-uh, nah, she didn't do this. She didn't start this shit for real. Like, that was the only reason. So it was, it was a lot going on. But yeah, I only had one real fight in high school, so... Yeah, I feel like the fights that I'm thinking of in like my high school and junior high 
years were like I feel like people forced my hand. Yeah. By talking oh yeah, about I never started I it. I never <laughs> I never started it. Like bitch, I'll never cuz I'm just not that type of person. I would rather go read somewhere. But if you're going to start with me, then okay, bitch, let's have a conversation. Let's do that then. Well, I swung first on on those other cases. When I got when them niggas tried to steal from me, Look I did not. <laughs> and what did they say to me? Like if it was so it was some punk shit too what did them niggas say to me they tried to act like they oh weren't even gonna do it too like they said some shit like oh my i don't even remember it was so long ago i was probably like 16 and um, i was coming home from school and they knew that i had like an ipod or something i feel like i've told this story before and they asked me some random shit and uh, and like caught me off guard and I was like, what the fuck are these niggas talking about? And I'd like tried to answer the question. The next thing I know, bop, they yeah. just swung on me. And I just yeah. had to start like trying to swing back. Yeah. And they tried to run me from my shit. I didn't even have like I think they were trying to steal the iPod. I didn't even have it on me or no, I did have it and I lied and said I didn't. <laughs> yes, I had it and I lied and I said that I didn't. Smart. <laughs> And they walked off on me and I went home and I called my mom and I was like, these boys are trying to jump me over by the park. My mother yeah. was like, what? <laughs> I know she was just like, oh no, uh-uh, I did not And she just happened to be this. on the other line. She happens to be on the other line with my dad. Oh lord. And so she was like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get off the phone with him. And she called, she got on the other line with him, told him what happened. My dad left work. I know that's right. <laughs> drove to the park. Period. Hopped out. They claim I don't. I wasn't there. I was at home by this point. But they claim that like when he hopped out the car and approached the park, that the niggas like, you know, they started running. And yeah, because somebody's dad daddy showed up. Like me. Right. Because <laughs> somebody's daddy so showed like, up. Oh no. Oh nigga. shit. <laughs> And he came to the house, got me, went back to the park. We went back over to the park. Them niggas weren't there. He was like, when we find them, you're going to fight them. And I was like, uh, I, I did. And there are more than one. Like, what are we? It was just me. And it was like, like six I tried. Them. It was just me. <laughs> and these two other niggas, like. That's your daddy saying we're going to finish the fight. <laughs> Like, what are you want me? Like, do I, is it going to be round for round? Like, what am I, I don't. <laughs> what are we going to do? Are you going to jump in? Like, okay. anyways, like, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, most of the time, niggas came from me. I was like, leave me the fuck alone. Right. But if the moment that you said something about, like, family or friends, I was like, yeah. like, yeah. enraged. Yeah. But I have, I wasn't, like, about it. Like, anybody can get it. I'll punch you in your face until, like, after that. Yeah. Like, I feel you. 17, 18 plus. <sighs> and I, I still prefer not to fight. But I will. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Same. Um, our next letter comes from Ron, who says, if you could go back to high school with all of the knowledge that you have now... What would you do differently? Thanks, Ron. Go back to high school. (laughs) Right. First of all, if I could go back to high school, I would not. (laughs) Um, That's first and foremost. With all of the knowledge that I could now. Oh, God. Honestly. I mean, that I have now. I would go back to me because I started high school at age 12. So I would go back to me and say, oh, girl, there's so many things. If we just get you to a therapist right now, there are so many things we can avoid with you. Like, 
I think I was 13. I mean, yeah, 12, 13, same thing. I could have been saved at that age, though. Like, I didn't have to mm. grow up to be the depressed, anxious curmudgeon that I am. I could have been a better person than this if somebody had got to me right between eighth and ninth grade. So I probably would say, girl, we're going to find you like a black therapist somewhere in the city who will see you for like $20 a week or whatever you can afford. And we're going to, we're going to help you to understand that so much of what is going on is beyond your control. I think that's what, that's probably what I would do if I could do anything to, if that was even possible, then that would be what I would do just to try to get me like I could have saved so much money on therapy and alcohol if I had just had some real help at some point before I was grown. So I don't know if it's because I hit this vape a couple of minutes ago or if it's just naturally the way that my mind spirals. Okay. But okay. I want to hear it. If I if I went back to high school with like my current set of skills, knowledge, state of mind, like all of this, mm-hmm. part of me <laughs> thinks like, oh, you know, I would just, I would tell people to suck my dick and go fuck themselves far earlier. And I would probably be way more productive uh, in school because of it. Um, I would probably be far more, um, involved in like extracurricular activities. I think I would just like probably be, I don't know, more active and probably happier Mm -hmm. because I would have a better understanding of who I am, what I'm capable of and so on. Yeah. But I think a larger part of me feels like I would do everything the same. Oh shit. Really? On purpose? Because I like where I'm at. Mm. Oh, that's deep. I'm happy. See, I'm saying, I don't know if it's the vape. (laughs) No, I'm fucking with it, though. I'm fucking with it. I am a pillar of issues and constant dread. But at the same time, I kind of, I'm so blessed. And I think that a lot of my experiences have led me to where I am. And so maybe because I watch a lot of sci-fi and I'm always like blown (laughs) away by the space-time continuum and butterfly effect and all that dumb shit, (laughs) I think I would just sit there and be like, ooh, these dumb... I think I would find entertainment (laughs) by like... being able to clock how stupid everybody is and you know what else i would do i would super have a diary yeah oh god yes something i would keep regularly and i had journals and stuff but i threw them away all the time and i wish i had not yeah yeah like i periodically would like you know, start a new journal or whatever, and then I would scrap it yeah. all the time. And I know I had one. There's probably one somewhere still in my my parents' house. Yeah. Um, 
But my bitch for my mom has it, and it's not telling me. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would do that. I would just, I would be journaling away like, like crazy. Stupid ass motherfuckers and Miss Lima's lazy fucking ass. I'm dragging her every chance (laughs) I get. I promise you. Like, I just thought about her ass the other day, too. And I know that I have dragged Miss Lima several times on the podcast, raggedy ass. (laughs) non-trying ass <laughs> not giving a fuck worthless ass anyways okay yeah i don't think i i don't um yeah I'm you good. know what you know what i love about that answer is that it's indicative of somebody who has embraced radical acceptance which wow. is this is the situation i've been through these are the experiences i've had I'm not going to wish that things were different. I'm going to accept them the way they are and say, what would I do going forward? Which is something I'm really trying Damn. to embrace. So I love that you said that because it gave me a totally different way of looking at things. Because I'm definitely still in the God, if I could go back and like change the circumstances, things would be so different. But I need to get to a place where I'm like, shit was what it was. Now what? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know what that would look like, you know, like, I know that my parents would have been far more ecstatic because Caribbean, black, like they expected me to get a double plus on everything, 25 (laughs) scholar, listen, engineer, astronaut, (laughs) like (laughs) in the United Nations, like I really should have been Kofi or not. How dare you? Why are we getting vaccinations from Pfizer and not you, bitch? Like, (laughs) like Like we came to America, (laughs) bitch. That was the point. But I don't know what the fuck things would have looked like on the other side of that. I know I still would have been a black fag in this country and world would still hate me. I know that there would still be tons of disadvantages I would have to deal with regardless of what the fuck my GPA looked like. I know motherfuckers would still not take me seriously. I know niggas still wouldn't be shit in relationships. You know, and so (laughs) like, (laughs) like maybe I would have a different job or or whatever. Maybe I would still be really, really happy or happier. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the world would be the like, same, yeah. Fundamentally, it would still suck. It would still be yeah. set up against me. Yeah. So that's true. At least I got to talk shit with my friend and get paid for that. Amen. <laughs> like, I don't know. If, I don't know that that would be my yeah, job. No, counting, counting well the, in high school. Counting the things that count. Counting the things that matter. The things that are blessings. The things you are grateful for that counts. So yeah. Amen. Thank you for that, friend. Our last high school question comes from Isaac, who says. Describe your high school crush, and if you've kept up with them, are they still fun? (laughs) Ah, that's so funny. (laughs) Oh, God, did you just see him? I saw a few of them. Oh, my God, are you kidding? Okay, I have to hear this. (laughs) Okay, so, like... This is so funny. I had like I have like two niggas in mind, and they're polar opposites. One of them came in mind. I don't think I mentioned them last week, but one of them came in mind when I was um, uh, pulling topics, and we I watched that ATL thing, that ATL sequel, quote unquote trailer. That's basically just a TikTok of some niggas walking down, like, <laughs> past a warehouse or something. But the nigga, um, Albert, I think that's his name, Albie Daniels, who played the the nigga from Brooklyn or whatever. 
You remember the nigga in ATL who was from New York? He reminded me a lot of one of my crushes in high school, who was this nigga whose name I will not say just in case (laughs) somebody might know me or him or whatever. I doubt it. But he was like same sort of like stature, very tall, very, very New York, also loved Dipset. Also loved the whole bunch of New York rap and shit that I liked. And I think that we like sat next to each other in, in math in the back of class or whatever. And he was just a cool ass nigga. But like I had a huge crush on him. But he was also very friendly and very kind to me, even though I was a clear fairy. Right. Um, so I appreciated that. <laughs> like, I mean, as like a clear fairy in a double XL a uh, dip set hoodie like yeah. or slip and slide hoodie at all times in 88 degree weather so right. i was like a queen in in trades clothing and then the other nigga was like <laughs> <laughs> the other nigga was i don't know he was just a miami nigga like he was just this lanky ass nigga with dreads, Ooh, he, long ass dreads and he was very very <laughs> funny but i don't even know what i found attractive about him besides the fact that he was bad and <laughs> like that's all you need what do you mean <laughs> that's literally i can't perfect. think of anything specific you're muted you said <laughs> i was so sorry because <laughs> i was like what are you talking about this is perfect this nigga he was lanky with dreads like what was the problem this is great <laughs> i mean but i'm just trying to like say something specific about him so that people might be able to picture this nigga <laughs> he was just like it made he almost looks like a Marley. <laughs> he almost looks like a Marley. Okay. Yeah. Well. Like he had long dreads. He had like a big old, like wide nose, and mm-hmm. just and he just he just looked like a Miami nigga. <laughs> like I don't so know what else to say. Makes sense, but he was <laughs> he was very funny and like I don't know. Always, I don't know. He was kind of mysterious and weird. And, oh, yeah. God. Those are the two niggas that I remember clearly having crushes on. And I remember both of their names. And if I looked them up on Facebook, I'd probably find them. But I don't want to do that. I'm just going to yeah. let, let old the fantasy live. high school me yeah. <laughs> leave it in Let him like, have that. <laughs> they truly weren't mind-blowing in high school, to be honest with you. So I doubt that, yeah. like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I had one real crush in high school who ended up being my first girlfriend and we dated for like six and a half, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> because of course we did. Of um, course did. And if I looked her up to, I mean, the last time that I was on Facebook, which was, I don't even know how many years ago, she right. was like married with a kid and selling houses or something else. So um, I'm sure she's still doing fine, but she still looked good <laughs> then. I have no idea if she is still as fine today as she was in high school. But I remember be so, being so conflicted about her because I feel like I've talked about her before on the show. But like I had such a huge crush on her and I was so scared of being gay and I was so scared of anybody finding out. And she was the one who like came to my house and shut me up in my room. Mama was like, keep her in there till she cleaned that room. She was like, yes, ma'am. Show will. And I was like, oh my God, this lady don't know what she just wow. said. <laughs> <Meanwhile>, <laughs> so it was, right, exactly. Mean why? Any nigga. <laughs> Mind you, 
I never brought anybody I had a crush oh, on no, was she interested came to the into house. my house. She was in- never. No, she was like, I'm coming over. <laughs> I was like, okay. If a nigga came to my house, it was always just a friend and my mother. Wide. Oh, I want the door oh, all no. the way open. Matter of fact, here's a screwdriver. Take the door off oh, of no. the hinges. <laughs> My mama was so oblivious. She was like, y'all go in Crystal's room and do something. It's so dirty. And now you probably won't want to be in there. No way. Meanwhile, this girl's like, show Will. Where it says, show me. <laughs> right. So she shut the door. My mom was like, yeah, keep it in there till it's all clean. I said, oh, yeah, my it God. Yeah, will be. But anyway, (laughs) I feel like there's something about that first crush, those high school ages where like, whether they're still fine, you kind of look at them through the lens of like being an adult and all that. Like, I don't even know that I would still look at her like that because that time was so unique and special to me. But so kind of like you, I just, I mean, I haven't seen her in years. I have no idea what she looks like at this point, but I let the younger me who was like so infatuated and had such an incredible experience. I let her have that because old Jade and me do not need to chime in on that shit. Okay. She just going to ruin it. Yeah. She just going to fuck it up with facts. Like, leave me alone, bitch. Let me have that fun, amazing first love time of my life. And you can deal with the grown bitch shit, but let me have this young love. So that's kind of how I look at it. And I hope she's doing well. I hope she's still married. I hope their baby or babies are doing great. But, you know, it was it was an amazing experience for me. That was <laughs> I am sure. a lot of ups and a lot of downs. But, you know, <laughs> we both made it. And that's what counts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <Wow>. amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, praise him. Okay. I think that's it for the high school letters this week. Thank you so much to everybody who submitted. We will go back to regular letters next week. Yeah. And then we'll pick a different topic. Um, So, yeah. Ask the read at gmail.com. Going to take another quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. (laughs) But. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, folks, we're back. And it is time now for us to do the read. 
That's true. And Do you want me to go I first? I really... Or? Okay. I can go because okay. I feel like this shouldn't take me too long. Okay. Famous listeners. Um, and some of these, I don't even know. Maybe my, one of these might be one of yours. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll but anyways. See. Probably. I just wanted to say to the folks over in Texas making laws, mm. laws that have to do with women's bodies. Say it. Laws that have to do with, you know, pregnancy, uteri, and abortions. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the ridiculous hypocrisy in these laws before <laughs> just still blows my mind right um so if you haven't heard basically texas passed this law that essentially makes it so that um i believe it is illegal to have an abortion after six weeks yeah yeah of pregnancy um Which now is barely even knowing that you're pregnant but okay many doctors have already stated that most women don't know that they're mm-hmm. pregnant around this time um by the time pregnant women miss their period they're already about 4 weeks mm-hmm. um that doesn't even uh you know, call into account certain things like, you know, delayed periods, different health conditions, irregular cycles, or whatever kinds of things that could come into play. But, like, (laughs) essentially, if you were to somehow find out, oh, my period's late, I'm four weeks pregnant, you then have two Mm -hmm. weeks to figure out the circumstances of your life and everything that's going on in it to decide whether or not you can get... It's kind of like way past fucking absurd. It is. Also, obviously, because America, because Texas, um, because government... Mm -hmm. There aren't exceptions in this law if uh, the pregnant person is a victim of rape, incest, um, things of those those types. But apparently, I read here on the New York Times that you are permitted to get an abortion for health reasons, but they are ex- are narrowly drawn. Allowing termination only if the pregnancy could endanger the mother's life or lead to, quote, substantial and irreversible impairment Mm -hmm. of a major bodily function. Mm -hmm. Why so much litigation and specificity over bodies that ain't yours and ain't got nothing to fuck to do with you? It's really confusing. And it's also terrifying that you can be like, first of all, flat out, if you know, you're pregnant and or you became pregnant against your or own damn will. Right. In violent circumstances, traumatic or whatever yep. the fuck else. Too bad. We don't give a damn. Right. Sucks to be you. Um, 
but also let's make the 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 verbiage extra creepy and weird <laughs> so that like because like of course it would be ridiculous and inhumane to say that you cannot have this abortion even if you're gonna die right, right? right. but let's make it so that we can really nitpick and mm-hmm. move the post as much as we want to in yeah. any of these cases i'd say specifically if you are are a pregnant person that resides in an intersection that we soups don't give a fuck about oh yeah um it's literally that if you can get pregnant they don't care about you period it don't matter what your identity is i just think it is really absurd and once again frustrating to kind of see us making this huge like this huge to do all of this you know debate and argument and think piecery while we're also like dancing around Mm the basics and all of the irony and all of the hypocrisy. How much longer are we going to continue this bullshit idea that y'all are so anti-abortion because of the life of children and children deserve a life. And, you know, when the heartbeat starts, it is indicative of life and that life deserves a chance. And what about the kids and all of the children. Yeah. We care about the kids. You don't though. <laughs> but let that child be born female, yep. black, yep. Asian, First yep. Nation, yep. um, disabled, yep. visibly trans, colored in any way. <laughs> uh anywhere in the queer experience and spectrum like let this child be anything besides caucasian and male identifying yeah y'all don't give a fuck about them so what are we talking about and when i think about it further i say to myself no no sir they don't give a fuck about those little caucasian boys either because let somebody come out with an automatic fucking firearm let somebody come down to the local elementary school with a fucking assault rifle and ring uh, ring bells on everybody's fucking baby these same motherfuckers running down to the courthouses banging gavels doing all of this shit and arguing about the babies and what about the babies and what about the babies will be the same motherfuckers saying fuck you and your baby if you want my guns come and take them from my bleeding white hands true so what are we doing Y'all have literally not only watched, watched your weird, freakish American brethren slay children in places where they were supposed to be safe, supposed to be building and learning and all of this other stuff. But you said, so what? Collectively. And not only that, you then spent time, your own adult time mocking victims survivors um harassing them actual people in congress following around survivors of school shootings 
and berating them. All so they can continue to carry firearms around and shoot some more of your goddamn babies. So I just kind of can't make sense of this. Oh, the children. Oh, the children. What about the babies and the heartbeat shit? Because you don't care about kids. You don't care about anything besides policing women and their bodies and what they can and can't do with them. And putting more binds and chains on, you know, people who can get pregnant. Yeah. That's really all that it is. Anybody born with a uterus and a vagina, you are like completely against them and hell bent on controlling them. I'm so glad you brought this up because... This was definitely part of what I was going to say today for my read, which is like everything you just said. And also y'all are completely uninterested in punishing the penis havers who get these people pregnant. It's like they have nothing to do with it. They're completely left out of the punishment part of the legislation when these women is mostly women cannot get pregnant alone. They cannot do it by themselves We are not some one-celled organism that can simply divide and reproduce. We are not that. (laughs) That would be awesome, though. It would. would We would be better off because everybody would be female. But But we are not that. We require two to fucking tango. It takes two to make the science work. And yet, nowhere in the legislation are the people with dicks responsible for any of it. That's how you know it's about oppressing women, oppressing people who can reproduce. That's how you know it's about control and not about the unborn. Because you know, I should give a fuck about the born. And if you need proof of that, Texas, we can just point to the fact that your governor is trying to prosecute every county that says kids have to wear a mask or teachers have to wear a mask or anybody has to be vaccinated. Like the fact that y'all don't care if these kids and teachers live or die is all the proof of that, that anyone could possibly need. Are you kidding? You clearly don't care about the born. You clearly don't because you're letting them and their families suffer right fucking now. So please save the dumb shit. Right. And you're doing it happily. So save the dumb shit about caring so much about those who don't have a voice. You don't give a fuck about them kids. Them kids is out here right now stuffing every fucking ICU in Texas to the point where they got to go out of state because ain't no more fucking beds. You don't give a fuck about them kids. Shut up with that lie. Yeah. So that's all yeah. I had to say about that. Same, I just same. kind of find it ridiculous. I just had to let it that out. we're still doing this whole yeah. like because it's clearly not about that. It's clearly not about oh my god, lives and these people deserve the chance to come earthside to do what to be treated to this fucking world, this capitalistic bullshit society where who they are doesn't fucking count and they're gonna be oppressed every day of their lives. So you have one more fucking cog in your machinery. To make a billionaire another $18,000 a year? Girl, leave me the fuck alone. Like, girl, please, leave me the fuck out of it. Don't don't say that yeah. shit about caring about kids to me. If you are against abortion, don't say nothing about caring about the kids to me. Because take one good look at the society, you can see the society don't give a fuck about kids. And you know how? Because we don't give a fuck about their mamas. And across every species, the one that gives birth is the one that cares for the children like almost in totality period you don't give a fuck about kids because you don't give a fuck about the people who bring them into this world 
So don't talk to me about it. Um, lastly, I just wanted to say to Glamour Magazine, I don't know who asked you, <laughs> but you didn't have to a- answer. <laughs> I was so you mad didn't at have this. To answer at all. I was so mad. I wasn't even. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Like I don't know who asked you guys anything did y'all have to do this right after we did it like because the number of times i got tagged in this it's all i've seen all week (laughs) truly i feel like it is y'all's fault i got tagged as many times as i did in this story like yes your opinions are wrong i didn't even bother to click through to see whether your author was black probably was because you're not that stupid so i would hope so like, yeah, I would hope y'all were smart enough to hire a black person to write that. But obviously it was going to be something that get the people going. That is what it did. That was its in, that was its intent. Um, I also have controversial opinions, so I knew better than to mm. react. But it was just like, did y'all really have to do this to me? Like, it's Virgo season. Please let me live. I don't deserve this. Katie Cat <laughs> don't is one of her worst songs. Girl, like y'all are sweetie Who, why was it supposed sweetie, to be like for her birthday or are something you joking what Let's was the point of go. even doing a best and worst who the yeah. fuck asked meanwhile see exactly we uh, i heard school and life was on the worst side too everybody put out beyonce content Ridiculous. for her 40th, 40th birthday but only glamour was this bold to publish something they knew was gonna get niggas riled up that's why i refused to fall for it i said no y'all won't do me y'all actually won't play me in this way you're trying very hard and i will not fall for it but they definitely did try well i'm done okay so the only other thing i have is a very quick pass the read pass the read like we used to and this comes from somebody who calls themselves, um, let me see, where did it go? Uh, sick of you bitches. Oh, okay. And sick of you bitches says, I want to make this as clear, as concise as possible so that even the foggiest of minds can comprehend this message. I want to issue a heavenly sanctified and blessed fuck you to all the yellow tooth privileged ass bitches that keep telling us located in the epicenter of natural disasters to just evacuate you say it like we did not actually consider this as a solution since we are the people in the situation speaking as somebody who has by the grace of god survived hurricane katrina it is not simple to get up leave your home possessing and families when you are in the path of a natural fucking disaster everybody's situation is different some people do not have the finances to just leave places to evacuate to or family to rely on in times of emergency such as hurricane ida some people are elderly and literally cannot travel long distances so what do you suggest that they do hmm? since you got your degree and you know every fucking thing are you opening your home to those wow. of us who are seeking refuge are you offering to pay for our stay at a motel hotel or holiday inn are you providing the funds to allow us to travel by bus plane or train no then bitch why is your mouth moving why if you're not talking with the intent to aid in our escape then baby shut the ever loving fuck up because clearly you have never been in this type of emergency most of you have only experienced shutdowns due to a slightly 
really heavy downpour for a few hours or oh my god maybe you even got some snow flurries on the interstate my suggestion is so that you can fully immerse yourself in our experience for you to move to a place below sea level or a place that experiences countless tropical storms I hear that there are marvelous places that have earthquakes, wildfires, and volcanic eruptions. Please think before you speak, because oftentimes the words you use to put out into the world are obviously saturated in the fact that you have never experienced anything close to what you are speaking on. Words mean things, and the words that you say that you think have meaning are actually hollow. Y'all want to talk, but you should have sat there and ate your fucking food, girl. Sincerely, sick of you bitches. And I just had to say thank you. I had to say thank you because too many of y'all say, oh, my God, why do people still live in Louisiana? Oh, my God. Why do people still live in New Orleans? Bitch, why do you and your whole fucking family and every generation of you niggas still live where y'all do? For the same fucking reason. If your state wasn't landlocked and got flooded every few years you niggas would still bear would still be where you are too and you know why because you don't have the money to go somewhere else and that is true of almost everybody so shut the fuck up judging people for where they live and honestly i'd rather take the risk in new orleans than be quote unquote safe in some state that might get two tornadoes a year like girl leave me alone let people live their fucking lives Y'all are over here mad at niggas for doing the best that they can to survive. Meanwhile, are you opening up your cash app or your Venmo or whatever the fuck else to make sure people have enough, not just enough money for a hospital or not a hospital, but a hotel night. But I'm talking about families of six or seven where you looking at a suite of rooms or more. And now you're not looking at one night. You're looking at two, three, four weeks. You have enough money to put somebody up like that. You have, you have enough money to replace all their groceries. You have enough money to replace whatever was left if the storm does come or random niggas come or whoever comes and robs their fucking house. Do you have the money for any of that? No. You know what you have? The space and the privilege to sit back and have the goddamn audacity to speak on something you know nothing about. You've never been in a position to evacuate. So shut the fuck up. You don't know nothing about what it's like to fight for your fucking life against mother nature and the government don't give a shit about you. So shut the fuck up. You ain't never had to think about whether you could steal some bread from the store or starve and not just you, but your fucking babies. Girl, shut up. People should never be in this position. It should never be up to people. It should be the government, their local, state, federal government saying, oh, girl, it's a hurricane coming. Let us pay for all y'all to stay in luxury hotels for the next two weeks until we make sure everything is okay." And then make sure as soon as you get home, file a claim and let us know what's damaged or missing so that we can replace it and you can continue to live happy and healthy lives. But we don't live in that kind of world. So stop judging people for making the decisions they have to make. You stupid, privileged bitch. Because you don't know nothing about it. And be glad that you don't. That's what I understand about people who have privileges. Why can't you just be happy that you don't know what it's like for the rest of us? Why can't you just be glad about that? Why does it have to be all this extra bullshit? Shut the fuck up and enjoy that you don't know what it's like. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's it. Just like, be glad you don't know what it's like. Be glad. And that's that. Well, that's it for the read this week. Yes, it is. 
Thank you for checking out this week's episode of The Read. This week's episode is also brought to you by Liberty, the weekly podcast from the ACLU, exploring the biggest civil rights and civil liberties issues of the day. As part of the ACLU Systemic Equality Program, many recent conversations focus on how we address America's legacy of racism and systemic discrimination. You can subscribe to At Liberty on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else. You get your podcast. Recent episodes have included conversations with Kimberly Crenshaw on the true meaning of critical race theory. So if you want to check that out again, subscribe to At Liberty on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, check us out at thisistheread.com or on social media at thisistheread. Friend, do you have any uh, anything else to say before we leave? <sighs> Um, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. That really, really made me sad today. Um, one of my faves, such an, uh, an amazing actor. I've heard so many awesome things about him from people who have met him. Um, I was obviously a huge fan of The Wire, one of the best shows ever created. Um, but, you know, he also was in When They See Us and Lovecraft Country. And he was in, <laughs> you know, 12 Years a Slave. And, I mean, like and a ton amazing of in everything Seen that him he in did. Everything. Yeah. Amazing in everything he did. But he also didn't shy away from, like, playing queer characters and, like, with nuance. And I feel like he did them really well. And so, using fucking community, like, I'm really sad. So, that one... I saw that today and was like, oh, come on. And then Greg Leakes passed away, I think, last week after fighting cancer for ages. So that was really sad, too. (coughs) So rest in power to both of those people and um, thoughts and prayers to their family and stuff like that. Because circumstances are already shitty. And it's hard enough to like be around the people that you love and things like that. So yeah, I honestly surrounded um, by love. The Michael K. Williams news, I like honestly cannot handle. Like I'm just kind of I acknowledge it, but it's very difficult for me to accept. So I'm not really doing that right now. But it just feels like there's been a lot of loss lately, and I just want um. Everybody to be super careful. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. I just, things are really hard and I completely understand looking for refuge from what's going on. I just want everybody to be as mindful as possible, if possible, because this is really sad. Like this is sadly the fourth or fifth death I've heard about in the past week or two from overdose from drugs that were probably laced with fentanyl or something else. So that's why I'm saying that it's just like worrying and I don't know. I just want the best for niggas and I'm really sad. So I didn't even know how he died to be honest with you. Yeah. It was an overdose. I just read that they found him in his apartment. Well, so allegedly it was an overdose. And so people are saying, Oh my God, so much Coke is being cut lately with fentanyl and Four people overdosed at a party in LA last weekend. So it's like, maybe that is what's going on. And if so, I just want to remind everybody, like you can buy fentanyl testing strips and 
I don't know. Just be as careful as you can because I get it. And I'm not going to tell you not to do drugs because Lord knows I'm not going to stop drinking wine. So I get it. (laughs) And and just be as safe as possible. That's all. Love you. All right, folks. Have a good week. Be safe. We'll see y'all next week, niggas. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.